Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Well, I would say the uh, Giants are vindicated on picking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, at least at this point in time. Dwayne Haskins is he's done. He's, I think he's persona done in non grata in Washington. He's, he's inactive every week. You know, yeah, maybe now uh, Dwayne Haskins would uh, find a uh, home in Cincinnati after what happened yesterday, Mr. Spielman, with the uh, Joe Burrow injury. That's the... Big headline in the sports world today, the number one overall pick, the former Ohio State Buckeyes. We begin a Monday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, selfishly, and for Joe, but selfishly yeah. I'm disappointed because sure. uh, Fox has done a good job of keeping us regional, and I had the Giants and Bagels coming up this week. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you love watching good players play. For example, I did the Lions, and DeAndre Swift, who started to really show out, he was out yesterday. Kenny Galladay was out yesterday. And and that's the nature of the NFL. I mean, guys sure. get hurt. And, you know, Joe took a, a, a tough shot. He, I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, I would – there's nothing you can do to prevent that except maybe block the guy. Yeah, but, uh, that's a bad combination of an injured Bengals offensive line. It's not a good Bengals offensive yeah. line. Then it's an injured Bengals offensive line against a good Washington pass rush. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, – you know, it's just – it's that's part of the game. And – you know, I have a little more empathy for guys now because watching Macy go through that and how long it takes to come back and the ups and downs emotionally and mentally. And, you know, Joe will be fine. Joe's got a bright future. It's just uh, very frustrating. It's, what is it now? So I'll just say November. So I think Joe will probably be ready to go for the start of the season. Yeah, he'll year. be right on that cusp of ready yeah. for the season or first, second week. Ten months out. September's ten months out. I so. mean, I'm I'm – thankful it's a knee because when i saw it happen i thought it was a joe theisman alex smith injury i thought yeah. it was an ugly Jack Prescott or those guys i thought it was a really ugly lower leg break yeah and, and it's uh it's a brutal game and uh it's why we love it that's why i love it and i don't like to see anybody hurt we had a guy i thought the guy you know every time i do a lions game i see a guy laying on the field and everybody mm-hmm. doing a circle around him i'm taking back to mike utley i made this point yeah. on tv yesterday and he was able to get up and jog off and concussion protocol and all that good stuff. So that was good. And, um, I mean, it's just, you know, that's part of the deal. When, and we all know the rules as players. Yeah. One of the most difficult things I had to do as a player, we played the Rams. That was a game that Mike Utley mm-hmm. was injured. Next, if, week, For those who don't know, Mike Utley was a lineman on the Lions when Chris played, and he was uh, paralyzed playing paralyzed. football. Yes, thank you, Bruce, for clarifying that. Um, the next thing game was against uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. And I remember I kept having to talk myself. The first time I ever had to talk myself into this, and I'm just being open. And I don't know if we talked about this in our book or not, but I had to talk myself into the first thing chance I get, I'm going to ram something as hard as I can with my head to get over this mm. injury of Mike. So they ran a little check down. We were in zone. They ran a little check down to Steve Jordan, who was a really good tight end, father of Cam Jordan, a really good player for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And Steve caught the ball, and I ran into him head first as hard as I could just to mentally get over it. Then I was fine after that. But, you know, when you play this game and guys get paid a lot of money, guys do very well. Uh, but you play it under an understanding that you know you're going to do bodily harm eventually then you know when it's all over like it is now for me and like it's been for since 1999 when it's all over 
you're going to have consequences the rest of your life. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And guess what? I knew what I signed up for. And I'll tell you this, without hesitation, I would sign up for it 100%. Uh, and without uh, reservations. Well, I know Joe would too. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's a tough, tough guy. And uh, the thing, as much as you miss his acumen at quarterback, he has become not just the face of the franchise, which all number one overall quarterbacks in the draft are. He's Especially become the leader. play. He's become the leader of the Bengals. They love him. Uh, he's their leader. And they'll miss him many different ways yeah. uh, and you'll get to see the backup who's a who ryan finley out of north oh, ryan Carolina's. finley yeah but uh I, you, you're like mr backup because you said you saw the unicorn of nfl games yes a shutout a shutout <laughs> only one other shutout this year and that's by the jets so i don't know if we count yeah, that. yeah i wouldn't count that no <laughs> but uh by I the saw... way good morning michael thank you for the good wishes hey, michael um i uh so you had who was that backup uh pj walker which pj walker Started 49 games for Matt Rule at Temple. P.J. Walker sounds like a journeyman point guard in the NBA. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I called him phenomenal job at Walker yesterday. You see, yes, very nice. Kevin actually nice. got that. Yes, they, yeah, thank very you. Good. Yeah, uh, because he did. Now, he, now he, he played really well. He Two bad mistakes, threw two picks in the end zone. It was lucky it was Ooh. 20 to nothing, but... Uh, I, I think that was more of a communication yeah. issue mm -hmm. with receivers and, and the quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater worked out for 45 minutes, and I made this comment, uh, and it, it's talking about playing with pain and all that stuff. You, you know, you also have to be smart. The Panthers are 7-3. and three. They don't know what they have in Will Greer or P.J. Walker as a backup. You mean, they're, aren't they 3-7? Three 3-7. and, seven? Three and, seven. Three and If seven. they were 7, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I yeah. meant to say, if they were 7-3, and three, Teddy Bridgewater would have played yeah. yesterday, yeah. and I and I think McCaffrey would have played. So I missed out on McCaffrey. I missed out on Bridgewater. I missed out, as I said, DeAndre Swift. I Ooh. missed out on Kenny Galladay. Uh, I'm going to miss Joe Burrow next week, which is, um, you know, for me, a reason to watch the Bengals play because I love watching good players play, and I don't know if Mixon's playing. I don't think he's He's not. Playing. He's on IR. Yeah, so I'll miss him and – you know, at least I got the Giants in that yeah, show coming you to go. town. You got Danny Dimes. Who's up a game and a half out of first place at three and seven. Yeah, I watched those Eagles yesterday against the Browns. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I it's it, sometimes the low-hanging fruit is also the dumb-hanging fruit. I heard an ESPN postgame show all about, well, it's time to referendum on Carson Wentz. And I'm like, they didn't have uh, Miles Garrett, and he had no time. All day long. Now he makes some bad plays. Well, the but nervous quarterbacks make talkie bad talkie. plays. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and he but he's had bad plays all year. He has. He's, he's been a turnover machine all he, year. I mean, I remember telling you, I think on this podcast that he has more turnovers yeah. individually than thirty teams yeah. as a whole yeah. in the National Football League. More than thirty. That's crazy. And, and so it might be time to sit him down a second. I, I just not, think you sit him down. I don't think it's that he doesn't have the ability. Oh, he's it's got that great ability. you are scarring this guy and ingraining bad habits because you can't protect him. Yeah, and and, and, and some of it, if you talk to Carson, some of it's on, and like he'll say, yeah. you know, he he's 
forcing the ball and he tries to make every play a spectacular play and he just doesn't have that around him to be able to do that he's not Aaron Rodgers I mean no, he's, he's just a competitor not. he's trying to carry his team right. he's trying to do and what he thinks he team. can do and what he thinks he can do and what he can do are two different things so I wouldn't be surprised actually if uh just to change it up and Jalen Hurts I mean I wouldn't you know you want to see what you have now there you're still in first place I get it the Dallas Cowboys and Vikings just are infuriating to me with the way yeah, they lost they are a mystery. It's just, you know, they're playing with a bunch of guys on defense. You know, I just, it's infuriating watching them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the Browns are, I'm telling you, man, Nick Chubb is such a difference oh, he's maker. A beast. I, he's so good. And to have him, and I thought Baker protected, I don't think he, Baker had any turnovers yesterday. No, no, he, oh, he was bad in the first half. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's got to just, but you know what? What covers up a lot of sins of the quarterback, sins, Relatively yeah. speaking, of course, and, and um, is when you have good, solid running oh, game, yeah. and no doubt. and the Browns are built that way. Kevin Stefanski's offense, and we talked about this when Stefanski got the job. The 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 Browns are built to run what they run. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. And I, after doing Lions games, I, I was getting blown up on Twitter because it's it's just a mess. And they don't the, – the one comment that I thought – and he was right. The Lions don't have an identity. What Kevin Stefanski brought is in Andrew Barry and, and John Dorsey built this team. They right? did. You have to say John Dorsey yeah. was part Brought of this. A big part and, of it. And, uh, who, who, uh, who was after Dorsey? Uh, this guy, Andrew, Andrew Barry. Barry. Okay, yeah. so my, my point being is what they did, they identified who they are. Yep. Then Jimmy Haslam goes out and hires a coach that fits with who they are. Does yeah. that make sense it to you? It does, yeah. And so there's no confusion on that. We're running the ball. <laughs> well, for years they ran, they literally ran from that. They were like, no, everybody in the NFL wins by slinging it, yeah. so we got to sling it. Well, yesterday's weather, the week before's weather. Know where you play. The grapple weather yeah. that you got. <laughs> well, it's yeah. three, we three games at home in a row of – Weather that's just not conducive and to throwing the ball. There are going to be games where you know you're going yeah. to have to throw. You get down early, you got to yep. start slinging it to yep. get back into yep. it. So, but anyway, I I mean I, I the Browns are a playoff team. I really think they are, and and I don't not I can't say that I'm surprised because I you kind of saw this coming. Well, they have they, they have could, playoff talent. They just needed like. Freddie Kitchens certainly now. I think Freddie's a tight ends coach of the Giants, but I don't think he was ready at last year right. to be a leader of a team. That was an emotional hire, and you yeah. and I have all over the years have talked about hiring a coach. You never make an emotional hire mm -hmm. ever. Nope. And this, I thought they did it right once identifying Kevin Stefanski and his belief system and, and his mentality. I mean, he's got a lot of egos, right? And the one thing that you can't if in the it's fair to say I think the Browns team has some egos on that football yes, team. Yes, it is fair to say. So the one thing you can't bring in is a big ego coach and match him with big ego players, right? You bring in a coach that has no ego like Kevin Stefanski, and he's able to manage the big ego players uh, a lot more efficiently, in my opinion. You put it very succinctly, and I thought very uh, on target early in the year. You said his the fact that he's just kind of a boring guy yeah. works with them. It works for them, yes. It works for them. Yeah, it really does. Uh, we want to thank our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Which I need more, by coffee. the way. Okay, we'll take care of that this week. Well, um, I mean, it's not like this week. I You need it like now. 
I'll take care of it sometime quickly. By the time I see you Wednesday, I will take care of it, okay? Yeah. Probably right. tomorrow. Had a little bit of a busy weekend. So today's a little busy as well. Which we'll talk about the weekend because it's uh, it was a cool weekend. One of the coolest weekends I've had in a while. But Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, uh, they are uh, very happy that their gift cards at uh, 98.90 The Answer sold out so quickly. I think they may be offering more, but that's not a for sure yet. So you'll have to uh, tell yourself that the next time they are offered, jump on it. You, of course, get 15% off when you use the promo code We Tackle Life in all caps, the official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley podcast. And it's coffee from around the world. And the growers get more money from Hemisphere who purchases it directly from them, and then that way they do great things in their community. So it's an awesome company, awesome people, and the coffee is great. So you see how important it is to advertise with yes. Hooli and Spielman, Spielman, I guess now. No, it's Hooli and Spielman, apparently, since you're a big well, radio star. just the way it fits under our pictures right there on the screen. That's why yeah, who's, I'm not a big radio I star. I see how it fits under the yeah. picture. Bruce Hooli and Chris Spielman, yeah. comma, Chris Spielman. Well, when I had it, Chris Spielman and Bruce Hooli, which I always list it that way, you said it doesn't match where we're sitting, so I changed it. Well, so. I think you set the camera up that specific way in a seating arrangement. I'll put you over here next <laughs> no. time. If you'd like to be over here, we'll do it that way. Well, it is a bigger show. No, it is today. a much bigger show. <laughs> Somebody made a funny joke on Twitter about that this weekend. What was it? You and I both retweeted it. Uh, something uh, about everything's something was, bigger when I'm involved Yeah, everything's with you, bigger yeah. when you're involved. I forget what it was that he was referring to. It was a very funny comment. Yeah, we appreciate that. All right. Um Let's talk about my weekend before we yeah. get to the Buckeyes. Uh, I don't know how I went this long in my life doing what I do, sports writing, having never laid my eyes on Paul Brown Tiger Stadium in Maslin, where you played your high school football. But I saw it this weekend. It was the emergency home of the Ohio High School Football State Playoffs, Divisions <laughs> 2 through 7. Where else would an emergency home? The they moved football? it on Thursday, uh, I think. Felt bad for old bets. It worked hard to get. Yeah, well, Obets worked hard to get it, and it was Obets was undone by the Franklin County order that you know you had to be at home. Whatever. Last, yeah, whatever. So they moved it to Maslin. Nate Moore, the head coach at Maslin, called the Ohio High School Athletic Association and said, "Look, you want to come up here? We'll make it happen. No community <laughs> anywhere amazing. could have marshaled the forces to make that happen <laughs> and offered the facility that they offer." Folks, I'm just telling you, if you love football, make the trip and do yourself a favor and see it. It's Gene. unreal. Yeah. The stadium itself, the size, the uh the branding on the outside of the stadium, I'm a sucker so for cool. history yeah. <laughs> with all the national championships and all the state championships and the statue of Paul Brown and the historical marker about Paul Brown. And then you I got out of the car and I was with uh, Tim Beckman, Todd Beckman's father, uh, coach at St. Henry. Yeah. Uh, won multiple state championships at St. Henry's. Bob Hoying's high school coach. Um, and Tim said, what do you think of that indoor facility? <laughs> and I laughed because I thought, well, that's ridiculous. I like, told you what, about that What high school before. team would have an indoor facility? Yeah, I don't know why it didn't stick in my mind. They have an indoor facility, and it is beautiful. You should go it inside. It is beautiful. And it's mammoth. Yeah. So then we go in the stadium, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tourist. I'm taking pictures. I'm pulling my <laughs> phone out. I'm taking pictures. And we go in, and then we get into the inner workings of the stadium, and the visitor sideline is better than any 99% of home yeah. sidelines I've ever seen with the stands and everything, and that's where the press box is, and the press box is enormous. 
And then in the end zone, there's a jumbotron the size of Ohio State's. <laughs> and I'm just like, my first thought was, what a cool place for Chris to play his high school football. It was the best. Now, we didn't have all that, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. it was relatively speaking, it was so awesome. And my first experience in there was uh, football players' utopia. I can't think yeah. of another word to describe it it just that's the way it was and i was very very fortunate to play for maslin and i and i never took that for granted one of you know obviously we we think of in a spiritual way around here one of um god's gifts to me is that i have an ability to recognize a blessing Mm -hmm. and i have the ability and this is god given it's nothing i do I have the ability to appreciate where I am. And I did that with the Silver Dome. I did that, obviously, at Ohio State when I mm-hmm. remember running out and playing in the horseshoe. Uh, um, I did that, too. Uh, I continue to do that with what God has provided in a, in a nice house that I can live in and have nice stuff and a big Christmas tree and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't take anything, not one thing in my life have I ever, ever taken for granted. And that's nothing that I do, it's just for whatever reason, and maybe it's coming from humble background, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, Yeah, and and just my training or whatever, but uh, everything, and then one of the, my mantras to the kids are, nothing is given, everything is earned. Don't look for handouts. Yeah. Stop looking, and that way you never have to count on other people for your survival or your prosperity or whatever, and everything is earned, and, you know, hopefully our country takes that lead yeah hopefully so well i saw two uh i saw one great 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 game maybe the best high school game i've ever seen which i'll tell you about briefly in a second um but if they ever move those championships out of there they're crazy that is absolutely where it needs to be it can seat let's see it's about fifteen thousand. yeah yeah it's the perfect size i did go to the hall of fame on sunday i went over to the gift shop the hall of fame i had a gift card from something i'd done a while back Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to kill some times my game didn't kick off till 5 15 and the hall of fame stadium is beautiful they've done a great job with that it's just not a they've not it's not a high school venue anymore it's just it's just too big i don't really know what it's perfect for except the hall of fame game uh i i uh, yeah, maybe the D one game. I think some state championships. If you had two public schools, they used to. If I'm not mistaken, they did. I think they used to split the championships. They did, and that used to be known as uh, Fawcett Stadium. Mm-hmm. And little known fact that I spent every weekend of my youth, from the time I was two to the time I was fourteen, every weekend was spent in that stadium. I have a lot of great memories of that place. A lot of great memories. Uh, by the way, uh, Coach. Coach Beckman said that one of the things that Maslin does, that Stark County does, he said, when you're a team in this, they make it so easy for you. He said, you get a phone call the Monday before you go up to play <laughs> from, a, from a high school coach. What do you need? Where do you want to stay? Where do you want to eat? What it's do you want to do? So good. He said, it's just such, they marshal their forces to make <laughs> it feel like a big-time thing and to let you take all those unknowns off your plate so you can coach your football team. And I bet you every person had on a Maslin something, tiger shirt, tiger yeah. whatever. I mean, it was just um it was just amazing. Did I you just stop and pay homage to my trophies and I looked for uh something to you in the press box, but there were uh, homage to the coaches. No. You didn't go over into the school and to the see the weight room? You, you should I see did it. not. 
Oh, you'll uh, have to take me up there sometime. Then I know I can get in. Because in this COVID era, you can't get in anywhere. You can take a picture by my picture. I would love to. (laughs) I would do that. And I'd say it's a a bigger day now that I'm next to Chris (laughs) Spielman's picture. (laughs) Oh, hey, if you need health insurance, our friends uh, up in that area, auinfo.com, can help you. They're health insurance brokers. And you say, why would I do business with somebody that's two hours away? Because all business is done remotely now, and it's all done online. And because Chrissy and Steve and AUI do business throughout the state of Ohio, and they do it on Zoom, they do it in person, they'll come and see you, or they'll do it on the phone. Health, Health insurance open enrollment ends December the 15th. Don't get caught without looking at your insurance. Doctors change plans, hospitals change plans, copays change. If you just think, well, I had it last year, it'll be fine this year, check with AUI Info. Their chat feature is easy to make an appointment and get the expertise that you want to have to make the right decision. And if you are in business for yourself, you have more healthcare options than you thought you did because the government treats you as a business, not as an individual. It's called a group of one. Ask them about it. AUIinfo.com is the website, AUIinfo.com. Click on it, auinfo.com. What game? So, so I covered Saturday the uh, D5 game, Kirtland and Ironton. That was a complete walkover mismatch. Kirtland's amazing. They've won 41 straight games. Wow. They're, they're a machine. What, where is Kirtland? I don't Kirtland know. is just east of – it's it's out east of Cleveland, but not as far east as Menor. Okay. And I think they're getting some kids from Menor. Menor's one, I think Menor is geographically the biggest – it is. It's, School district it's biggest, in Ohio. Yeah. And so Kirtland is growing. They used to be like D7, D6. Now they're D5. Yeah. Their coach, Tiger Laverde, does a great job. So then last night, uh, D6 game, cold water against New Middletown Springfield. Now, New Middletown Springfield had lost in the championship game last year to Anna, which, like Coldwater, is a team in the Midwest Athletic Conference, the League of Champions. And that game was not close. Anna dominated them. Wow, Coldwater is usually... Well, no, no, Anna dominated New Middletown Springfield. Okay. So this year it's Coldwater. And I'd seen Coldwater once this year. Nice team. Last night watching the game, New Middletown Springfield had a quarterback, Bo Brungard, who just he couldn't be tackled. He just was a big physical kid. He had 200 and some rushing yards on 20 carries. He was wow. phenomenal. So he, they get the ball. New Middletown Springfield gets the ball in a tie game with two and a half minutes to go at midfield. And I'm thinking, well, things look bad for Coldwater because they can't tackle this kid. Well, he breaks a touchdown run on the first play. So now there's time for Coldwater to put together a drive. And they drive down and throw a 37-yard touchdown pass with wow. 130 to go. Great play call, perfect execution, great throw. Everything was perfect. So they tie it. But they left a minute 37 on the clock. And I'm thinking they left New Middletown Springfield, who has a kicker capable of kicking it from 50. I watched him in the pregame. I thought this is not going to go well. So they get to midfield with 20 seconds to go, fourth and six. And instead of running the quarterback, which, but I know why they didn't. They didn't have any timeouts. So they tackle him in bounds. The game's over. So they throw a pass incomplete. So they punt. And I'm in the end zone watching this punt coming toward me, and I'm thinking there's 20 seconds left to go in the game. Coldwater's just going to back away and let this punt hit, and that's it, you know, overtime. They got a little running back named Zach McKibben. He's 5'9", 147 pounds. He's caught a 59-yard touchdown pass in the game, and he's caught a 5-yard touchdown pass in the game. And the punt is a squib, kind of a squib punt off to the side. It's not right to him. He's going to run up and catch a wet ball on a rainy night. And I'm just thinking, this is, please don't drop it. He catches the punt. He goes into a scrum of players. He's 5'9". He vanishes. 
And I see the pursuit, and I think he's got nothing. He's going down, just don't fumble. Because it's raining and because there are puddles all over the place, I got tennis shoes on. I don't want to step in a puddle. I look down to see where I'm going to walk as I'm going to walk to the other end of the field to watch overtime, and I hear this roar. And I look, and here's McKibben squirting out to the left, running down the sideline. Wow. I don't know how he got away, but he did. He, he returned it to the 11-yard line with eight seconds to go. They run a quarterback keeper to the middle of the field, bring on their kicker, uh, Brady Klingshorn. Boom, 26-yard field goal, final play. Final play of the final game of the COVID season that we didn't know we was going to get it, we're going to get in ends in the most thrilling fashion you can end it for cold water, and I would, I would admit the most searing, emotionally devastating way it can end for New Middletown yeah. Springfield. But congratulations to Chip Ott and his fifth state title at Coldwater and to those kids. And I just went into all that because I cover that league now with PressProsMagazine.com, and it has been such a, and I mean this, a joy Good for you. To cover high school football, to get to know these coaches, these players, to have – I just put it together with your high school experience and the whole Maslin experience and everything, and we get caught up, understandably so, in the pros and in the big-time colleges and all that kind of stuff. But I might be getting a little bit philosophical here, but at a time where our country's getting away from a lot of the values that made us great, and at a time where individually, spiritually, we're getting away from a lot of the values that made us great, it's been – cool for me to reflect this season on the purity of communities pulling together, yeah. coaches caring about kids. Those coaches in the MAC, Tim Goodwin at Marion Local, Chip Otten at Coldwater, lots of coaches in the MAC, Diana Kramer at New Bremen, three straight, three volleyball state titles. There are a bunch of coaches in that league that could go a lot of other places and chase the dream. It's cool that they want to stay in their local communities and do great yeah. things for kids. Your dad did that. I went by Timken High School. Oh, you did? While I was in Canton. And <laughs> I, I thought of your dad, were, yeah. and I thought, you know, your dad your dad could have chased the dream in college and stuff like he that. could have had opportunities. With but your dad yeah. found something fulfilling about coaching young people. Mm-hmm. And I just think if you're a high school coach, a youth coach, make it about the kids because you have an opportunity to lead and make a difference in people's lives. It's in a couple of thoughts real quick, just to summarize that. Uh, it's, it's interesting when um, I do my football camp at Maslin and we use the outdoor facility, obviously an indoor facility. <clears throat> it's cool because it's scholarshiped for all those kids up there and the coaches come in and I, I say, look, I, I only, my name's on this camp so I get to make the rules. You know, um, and I have a meeting with the, all the coaches that come in, and I just say this. Your joy is the kid's joy. Your interest is the kid's interest. Your enthusiasm is their enthusiasm. You guys are pros. Do your job. And that's what you're describing with all these coaches. And I want to congratulate the OHSAA for putting this season together and pulling it off. Now, did uh, – uh, the governor canceled a Division Seven game like he was threatening to do. He or, did not. There was oh. an announcement at there. There, no, he did not. Yeah. And I, by the way, while we're on that, uh, well, you finish your thought, and then I'll talk a little bit about your um, agreement. Well, I just, I just think the way the kids pulled it and how important it is, how important it is that they understand what sports are, and it's not just playing a game. It drives nothing drives me more crazy, and, and if I get back on Twitter. When I hear it's just a game, it's not just a game. It's 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 
part of an education in life. It's life experiences. It's something very, very important mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Just because it's not important to you, it's important to them. And that's the thing that people have to get back to understanding is that your experiences are different than somebody else's experiences. Um, and we talked about this during the racial tension that, you know, your experiences are, and my experiences are different than my nephew's experiences. It's just, just different. Yep. And it doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just different. And so thankfully we had the schools come together and everybody did a great job in this state to make uh, the fall sports happen. And I'm so appreciative of that, which leads me to this. I am so sad and brokenhearted. Now I may be wrong, but you're you're the answer man because you're on ninety eight nine. The answer. Yes, we'll see. Did the Columbus City Schools cancel their school and all their fall sports? They canceled or their winter sports. winter sports and extracurriculars until Don't. until January the eighteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, it is. The OCC put everything on hold as well. Yeah. Uh, they just don't get the necessity, and I choose that word carefully. It is a necessity. It's a necessity very good word. The necessity of kids' mental health, coaches' mental health, communities' mental health, and kudos to the OHSAA for leaving the decision to play in the winter up to the schools. Now, some of the schools we just talked about I don't think are making the right decision, uh, but I get it. Franklin County's purple and all that. I don't want to get into a COVID discussion. I'm not getting into COVID but, discussion. But I appreciate the fact the that the OHSAA allows the people on the ground in the communities to make the decision. Yeah. That's the right decision. Now, let me talk about a special community. New Bremen. Uh, five years ago, they hired a coach named Chris Schmidt, who thought he'd recognized his dream coaching at his alma mater, Bell Fountain High School. Didn't happen. He went 7-22, and 22, hmm. and he was out of work. He landed at New Bremen, which had Where's been New Bremen. New Bremen is in western you. Western Ohio, pretty pretty close to the Indiana border. Okay. And it's a beautiful community. I'd been there one other time for an advertising uh, deal with the wow. dominant company in the community called Crown Equipment. They make lift trucks that they send all over. Okay, the world. are we going to sit here and talk about all the endorsements you get, or are we going to talk about the story? We can, we can, if you'd like to. <laughs> Uh, so I just was in the community once before and I thought, wow, what a beautiful, clean community. Yeah. So their football program was in the dumper and in 2012 or 13, they were so in the dumper, 0 and 10, 1 and 9, 0 and 10, 1 and 9, 0 and 0, and 0 and 10. Yeah. They held a community meeting and they said, we're in the Mac where two or three teams win state championships in football every year and in multiple other sports track and dominate. Maybe the Mac's not for us. Maybe we can't. Maybe we can't compete. They had a high school class of of fourteen boys in wow. one class. Hard to field it's a football team. Seven then. Yeah, absolutely. hard to field a football team when you have fourteen boys in an entire senior class. So at this meeting, uh, one of the people stood up. He had played at New Bremen when his father coached, and they reached the regional finals. And he said, "What are we doing? If we take the easy way out, we're teaching our kids that when you're." Hit when you hit adversity, you're gonna have you, the the way to respond is to take the easy way out. He's like, no, we got to figure it out. They had other people who voiced the same opinion. No, we got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So they hired Chris Schmidt, and he formulated a long term vision, like all great leaders do. And five years after his hiring, they win the state championship. Wow. 
They beat Marion Local, 11-time state champion in the playoffs. They beat Lima Central Catholic, and then they dominated Warren JFK in the finals. And what a story for their community. How many kids were on the team? Did you get a 60 or 70? That many. And let me say, too, their coach would tell you, Chris Schmidt would tell you, the people in that community would tell you, that the tone setter for the mindset change was their women's volleyball coach, Diana Kramer. Because she and Chris Schmidt were hired at the same time. So great job by the New Bremen administration identifying leaders. It's nice to identify coaches, but when you're down like that, you have to identify leaders. And it shows that once you start doing things right in one area, if everyone maintains humility and invests in the good of everyone, that everybody can rise. And I'm just so happy for that community and so happy for those young men on that team who were in the eighth grade when Chris Schmidt started his first season, but they bought into his vision and they won the state title. Really cool. Yeah. Excellent. And those kinds of stories just don't quite seem as prevalent in big-time college athletics where, you know, Ohio State can yeah. outspend people and Alabama can outspend people, and there's a lot of advantages there. So, Well, I, I think actually thinking about this – and I, I'm being with all sincerity that for that conference in those schools to have a person of your uh, talent in writing, I mean, you've covered NFL teams, you've been on radio shows, and uh, you've been exposed to a lot of different things and a lot of different programs, and your eyes have seen a lot of things. To have somebody like you cover them and bring light to what these communities are, is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good partnership. And you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about when, you know, you didn't know what you were going to do and you just knew that God was going to use you. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't know any of that. I had I had no idea about any of that. And I, I found it uh, interesting and exciting. I don't like I had to ask you, I don't even know where's New Bremen. I yeah. never heard of New Bremen or yeah. Marion Local or right. any of these. I don't know where they are. Yeah. So Mercer appreciate County. That. OK. Yeah. So it's been fun. And um it's uh, it's been fun for me. Yeah, you know, it's been cool to watch that. And uh, Press Pros Magazine's uh, run by a friend of mine, Sonny Folks. PressProsMagazine.com. He's a great photographer. The Kirtland game. Kid made a one-handed catch along <laughs> the sideline that was overturned on replay and counted as a catch. Was the number one play on ESPN for that particular day. Joey Grazia from Kirtland and uh, Julie McMacken, who shoots photos for us, had the shot. Yeah, one-handed catch, foot in. AstroTurf dust spray coming up. So we run big pictures and we run narrative writing and we try to make Good. the kids feel like it's Sports Illustrated when Sports Illustrated cool. was a real magazine. So a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to the Buckeyes. Uh, they won against uh, Indiana 42 35. They had it won. And I don't know if they let off the gas or what, but um, Indiana had a tremendous success throwing a football. Illinois won't. Michigan State won't. I don't think Michigan will. Well, a kid from Michigan played pretty good coming in. I can't get excited about anything Michigan football when it's I understand a, this. when it's an absolute, you know. Can you get excited about a tussle de to beat Rutgers? defense that gives up five hundred yards through the air? You know, I don't get as panicked about it when it. it's thirty-five to seven. I okay. think if it had been like tooth and nail, back and forth, back and forth, and it just couldn't stop India, but it's thirty-five to seven, so I'm like. Okay, maybe you just you don't have a crowd there to keep you pumped up, and I know it. I know motivation comes from within and all that stuff. And I'm not saying there's not a problem. 
I'm just saying, if you ask me, am I a concern? I'd be like, well, if it was back and forth, back and forth, I'd be more concerned. What do you think the spread would be if Ohio State played Alabama or Clemson right now? I don't know what the spread would be, but the over would be about 80. Okay. The over-under would be 80. Yeah. All Maybe right. we're in an era where nobody plays defense in college. Maybe know. we are. I don't know. Um, so I, I watched the whole game, and a lot of good things. And, he, and Ryan, Coach Day, is exactly right. We won the game. And we always talk about that uh, you can learn lessons from same lessons from winning as you can from losing. And, you know, this is not a one-off thing. They're having problems in the back end. Let's be clear about they are. that. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're not a very good man team. They're not a very good zone team right now. They're just not clicking or playing together. Mm-hmm. And as you know, it's the fourth game. Everybody gets it, but everybody's playing under the same rules. They got to start clicking and playing together. They have to. They have to get better. And I think everybody's aware of that. A couple just philosophical questions I would be interested in asking was three times in that game, at least three, that Baron Browning was lined up as a corner. I get it; it's man coverage, mm-hmm. but you know you don't put a linebacker out there in space as your furthest most defender because they set up a pick and he had no shot to yep. catch a kid on the touchdown run because yep. he, he's not used to running through those picks. Right. There's got to be an adjustment. In my opinion, I, I'm not, you know, Coach Combs and Coach Madison, they've coached way more than I have. I just think there's things that I would like to do. Anytime you get that type of formation, there are like audibles on offense. There are audibles on defense that you have to be able to do because you can't, Part of being a great coach is putting your players in position to succeed. It is only my opinion mm-hmm. that when you put a linebacker out as a corner, no matter how good of an athlete he is, because of the formation, you're not putting him in a position to succeed. So I'll be interested to see if they stay with that or if they make an adjustment moving forward. On the offensive side of the ball, <clears throat> the communication and the execution of blitz pickup was really, really concerning to me. Uh, Indiana had five sacks. Um, prob- I, th- I think at least five, maybe yeah. more. And it should have been more if it weren't for the great ability of Justin Fields to escape sacks. But, you know, he's got to be able not to throw two balls up for picks. That's, that's yeah. a little concerning for me. The first interception was the first really bad ball that I just think it came off his hand bad, the one way threw the guy inside. Yep. Uh, the, the second other, one was the really second bad. and the third one were I don't you know don't throw it that's that typical if you have to take eight sacks or yeah. nine sacks so that's a little bit concerning to me uh, they there was miscommunication uh, the running backs were getting trucked on a couple of those blitz pickups mm-hmm. they have to be a little bit firmer and stouter and tougher in there if not you need to put a tight end back there to pass protect in, in my opinion and teach yep. him how to pass protect. Um, so there's just adjustments that need to be made. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. You can still win the game. Indiana's a good team. I mean, they're so improved defensively over the years. Michael Penix is a good quarterback. The receivers and skilled players, athlete players that they have are really, really talented. I mean, you know, you can argue that the Indiana wide receivers, you don't even have to argue. It was true. Out-athleted to Ohio State back end. Wow. 
Oh, back end, yeah. I the thought back you were going to compare at, uh, Not, receiver to receiver. No, no yeah, no. But, but yeah, that, no, they I, did. No, they did. Yeah, they did. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And so, you know, the only thing that I know is you've got to get that corrected. You've got to get the, the blitz protections and the blitz pickups protected because any good coach, or I would do this, is that I would start running the same stuff Indiana did, put it in your own vocabulary, install it, and see if they got it fixed. Yeah. And where the problems are, and and then you got to get more physical. Our our backs got to be better at blitz pickup. I mean, that's they know that. I'm not telling them anything different. I'm you know I'm not being overly critical, but there is a standard at Ohio State, and that standard. And I know a lot of rushing yards and points. I get that, but it's the little things that you know you can you can have three turn three interceptions against Indiana and still outscore them. Yes, you can. You can't have those mistakes against really good teams. No. You can't have them against you can't have them against Notre Dame. No, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, uh Florida. Florida. Yeah. And and Not with, work. with maybe with this uh now Georgia's probably out of it, but maybe, maybe Cincinnati. With that quarterback or yeah, in Cincinnati. You just yeah, because you just can't have those mistakes and because you know it, you're good enough athletically talent wise to overcome indiana because you were up like you yeah. said 35 and, and you'll be able to overcome northwestern yeah. wisconsin right you're just not nobody in your league not that's going, really quote in your league it's not <laughs> going to happen yeah. thank you very good sir yeah. as you'd like to say uh it's not going to happen against really good teams and and so i think i mean that's just how i viewed the game and you know I'm not I'm not trying to be critical I'm just you know breaking it down that well you know, there's that, lots of people worried in Ohio State Nation with that performance and my concern is always how good can you get when you're playing bad teams how good can you how accountable can you be to technique to little things how much can you police yourself when it's Illinois when it's Michigan State when it's Michigan and North, it looks like it's going to be Northwestern. Northwestern, such a well-coached team. Be Wisconsin, fighting Reese Davises. Thanks, Joey. And they were, uh, <laughs> they were. They, Northwestern was pretty impressive. It's just the problem is like whenever you watch another Big Ten team play and they look fast and physical, unless you watch them play against Ohio State, which you know Indiana, they're fast and physical. How'd Rutgers score forty-two points? I don't. I, I, I fell asleep Saturday <laughs> on my bed uh, ten o'clock. Michigan was. I think Michigan was down 21-7, 21-14. I fell asleep on my bed and woke up with them talking about Michigan's great overtime win. And yeah. I saw Michigan's football count. And I get it. They have to do this, tweeting about, you know, Giles Jackson's performance against Rutgers. And I just thought, man, how sad is it when you got to celebrate a win over Rutgers? Like, you dude, stayed at the Bernardale, old Bernardale Seminary. I stayed Did at the not? Bertram Inn at the at Glenmore. Yeah, that's the. It, that used to be a uh, real Catholic old building. monastery. Yeah, it used yeah. to be an old seminary. Uh, my dad used to referee basketball. They the Bernardale Seminary had a basketball team. They had a green gym. I'll never forget it. I used to go there with them when he ref basketball. I had fun. Sunday you had a great weekend walking right. around that building and just it's just it's old amazing. and classic and yeah. I mean, I was a tourist. I was taking pictures. It's Jack Nicholas Golf Course, right Jack there. Jack Nicholas Golf Course, Star County. Shout out to Shane, the pro, who I had a nice conversation with on Sunday morning, and yeah, they do a great job up there. And um, it was just, I'm, I'm probably, you're probably the same way. When you're someplace and you enjoy where you are, you wish your wife and family could be with you. Wish I could show them this, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna take Sherry up there, and maybe the girls next year too. 
Just because it's cool. Transfer. Get I Katie transferred you. for senior year to Maslin. So she can clean the helmets? Is that what you <laughs> want her to do? <laughs> what are you talking about, Sweep out about, the indoor man? facility? <laughs> How little, dare you? little indoor chill <laughs> joke there. My daughter, never. My daughter was up today and uh, when Chris came and she said... How do they get away with that? All that spending on football with Title IX. And she's not, you know, super woke. I just was, like, curious at that question she yeah. asked. And you said, what are you talking about? You let them, they let them clean the facility. <laughs> you, you, I, I was you, kidding. You reverted back to your I know. To your Quiet. You're, were you trying to, to get me fired? No, you reverted back to your 1460 Dr. humor. Yeah. Remember Dr. Chris? I do remember Dr. <laughs> Dr. Chris could not survive no. today. No, I, I was thinking about... Yeah, and I, w- I was just kidding. Everybody laughed. Yeah. Sherry laughed. They know yeah, I'm just they kidding. Know he's kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, <laughs> but the uh, my well, uh, what well, get her up there? I I Transfer. think it wouldn't. I uh, she was inspired by the stadium. I it's think it would inspire stadium. her. It's a great. Place. But I noticed the field. You can't play soccer in there. No, it's football only. It's they don't have like enough turf there to play soccer on. I was like, oh no, you're not playing here. Hilarious. <laughs> But what a beautiful facility, man. I mean, wow. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really cool. Really cool facility. All right. Let's uh, transition to the faith portion of the podcast. Before we do that, I'll tell you about our friends at Willis Spangler Starling Attorneys. Uh, Stan, his staff, and uh, all the other attorneys in the firm, they can handle anything that you are confronted by in your life. Uh, Your legal rights are very important. Very important to be protected. Don't let anyone infringe upon them. Know what they are. Willis Spangler Starling can help you with any kind of case that you may be confronted by. If you have workers' compensation issues, if you're on the wrong end of a personal injury, Will's estate planning is something you definitely should take care of. And so Willis Spangler Starling is the firm that I would highly recommend. You want an attorney that will not be someone that will try to pull anything that is outside the bounds of integrity, character, and the legal profession. I know for a fact that Willis Spangler Starling has the utmost respect for integrity and character. That's how they live their lives, and that's how they will represent you. Willis Spangler Starling, online at willisattorneys.com. That's willisattorneys.com. So 2020 has been a crappy year. I think we can all agree on that. Um, So sometimes when you're in a difficult situation or difficult circumstances, it's... How you, how you, and you look back on 2020. And what did I learn from 2020? And besides being angry and frustrated and felt like, you know, just almost controlled, you know, controlled by what outside sources, whether it's COVID or whatever, just feeling uh, suppressed, to be honest with you. And what could I learn from that? And I learned about humility in 2020. And let me say this, and these are some verses that I came up with, and I wrote these down. We are humble and not let our pride or ego get in the way when dealing with others. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So never let your pride or ego convince you that you are more righteous than another person. After all, we're all God's. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your own mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacles in your brother's way. 
Many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence without fault, and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority throughout, through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now and forever. Amen. Uh, Jude one twenty four twenty five. It's a fine line that we have to walk. It's a fine line that you have to walk. And because being humble does not mean to be meek or weak. Weak. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, meek, I think. A Cower more. in the corner, yeah, yeah. fearful. And, right. And it, it doesn't it, mean, so, you know, fake self-deprecation. No. But being humble to me means that understanding who's in control mm-hmm. and understanding whose you are and holding each thought captive to Jesus Christ. That's being humble and making a decision or decisions based biblically and to try to lead your life in a in biblically as opposed to maybe how what feels good or what you may want to do and it's how you respond to every situation that's being humble when i get angry or frustrated at certain leaders um it's it's like almost consumes me i'm not proud of this it almost consumes me because i just don't understand i am i'm not an idiot I still can't understand. So by how do I humble myself is I'm not going to understand. I'm never going to understand. But I also understand that certain leaders in power or they're in very difficult situations and it's, you know, it's they they have difficult duties. So I try to respect that. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to ever agree with it, but I'm not going to wish ill will or bad things upon anybody or, uh, not judge that person personally, but I will judge the actions. I am called to judge the yeah. actions. If I don't judge actions, and I don't have any idea what's right or wrong. That's one of the most uh, misquoted verses in the Bible is, you know, judge not lest you yourself be judged. And people Matthew, want, whenever seven, you say, yeah. you know, don't judge, you're not allowed to judge. No, actually we are called to judge. You're just not supposed to judge by a standard you're not willing to be judged by. Right. And that's part of humility. It's not to goes back to Jesus talking about don't fret about the board in your brother's eye. Get the speck out of your own eye. Be yeah. humble. Recognize your own faults. The best definition that I've heard of humility is it's not mine. It's humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. Very you know? good. Very uh, good. And when you think about it, the opposite of humility is pride. It's elevating yourself. It's elevating your wishes, your desires, your priorities. And when you think about pride, pride is the soil from which every sin emanates. Mm-hmm. When you, when grows, when you want to do what you want to do, you have an aspect of your life. You're not going to surrender. I'm an impatient person. It's just how I was made. I used to say that all the time. My wife would say, you're so impatient. I'd be like, that's just how I am. No, it's not just how I am. 
God can do anything. I was not. It's not a godly quality. It's not a fruit of the spirit to be impatient, to be angry, to be. The Bible says, "Be slow to anger." And so I finally had to come to this self-realization that I was not capable in my own strength, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I had to submit, put my mission, submission. I had to put my mission under his mission, and his mission was for me to be a new creation. And humility is essential to that. I don't know how you could ever do it if you weren't uh, respectful of and observant of and dedicated to humility. Satan fell because of what? Pride. He wanted to be greater than God. And so all sin is basically a pride issue. It is a, you know, I've said before, the opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite of faith is self-sufficiency. You're not willing to wait on God. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. You know, it takes humility to say, okay, Lord, I want this change now. It's not changing, but I know you're with me, and I believe that in your time, I'll humble myself to wait for your time. I got a question. So pride used to never be a bad word with me. It was a, it was a good word. Yeah, we celebrate it in our society. Yeah. We celebrate well, it. But, but pride in a sense, that you take pride in being a servant, you take pride yeah. in being a man of faith. You take pride in being a good husband. You take pride in being a good father. You take pride in being a good coworker. So I just need another word to substitute. Well, for I think pride. when you say that, Chris, what I hear is it sounds like you're saying you're a prideful person. I think why you take quote unquote pride in that right. is because you know that's your way of serving God and putting right. into action the talents and gifts and abilities exactly and, what I and meant, ministry yes. field he's given you. You take pleasure in that. You take fulfillment in that. But you take it because you enjoy serving others. Right. And ultimately, what you're doing is you're serving Christ because you're putting into practice his love. Like so, our verse, our verses are... You know, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, it ends with do everything in love. So, well, sure, I mean, if the loose definition of pride, does it give me pride, parentheses, pleasure, fulfillment, to serve God through serving others? I mean, yeah, yeah, I I don't necessarily... That's not what the Bible's talking about when it says don't right. be prideful. That's, that's, I, I yeah. get that. And yeah, I, I, think I think you just say I take fulfillment. Yeah. So, fulf- yeah, I think I'm fulfilled when I yeah. do those Because you're serving God. I'm fulfilled. Like, you're fulfilled if Katie scores five goals in a game or is a great teammate or 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 Lexi or Rachel. Yeah. I don't, don't want to leave any of your yeah. kids out. But you're fulfilled when our kids do something. Now, a way of saying it, I take pride in my kids' report card or whatever mm-hmm. It is, but I'm, I guess being fulfilled is a better way to put what my definition of, of pride. Those are things I'd say I take pleasure in. Pleasure, okay. I take pleasure in those. Yeah. I think serving others is fulfilling. Okay, that. Are, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I yeah, think there's I, a division between pleasure and fulfillment, but I mean, even in things that to get, give me pleasure, you know, at the end of this soccer season, <clears throat> I just prayed. I said, you know, thank you for giving Katie a season. Mm-hmm. for keeping her injury-free, for giving us the experience of being able to watch our daughter have success. Yeah. You've seen all your kids have success. Noah in football, Maddie in basketball, Mason basketball. You've seen Audrey 
you know, well, and all the things that they do, right. it's, it's cool. And, you know, we, I know you have a real appreciation for the gift of health, the gift of good health. Yeah. And I just look at my kids and I think they're able to run and jump and laugh and dance and sing and have fun together and all those yeah. things. And I, going back to something you said earlier in the podcast, I try not to take for granted those little things that they're not just how they're supposed to be right. or it's just not. it's just god that's a blessing right. from god that's a blessing and you know we don't want to arrive and we sometimes have to arrive accidents happen health diagnosis is change and overnight in the space of a phone call in the space of a diagnosis you are slapped in the face with a radical change to your world where everything that you hopefully didn't but often sometimes do take for granted right is shown to you that God's hand is on it and he can take it away. And I don't mean he takes it away because he's mean or whatever, but it life life can change. And so just I, I love what you said earlier about yeah. take. I remember I, sitting in the hot tub with Sherry one time. We do that at the end of you know a busy day to unwind back when we were at the zone. And, you know, I was, I was making good money at the zone. And I thought that that was going to be the last place I ever worked because I thought I was doing good work and I thought, you know, it was going to last a long time. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, if it doesn't, let's make sure we enjoy this moment right now. Yeah. Right now where God has us, where we're doing well financially, our kids are healthy, something can change any day. Yeah. Let's make sure that right now we're not thinking about, hey, five years from now we'll be here. Blah, blah, blah. Let's enjoy now. I want to and warn you um Everything you say is dead on. I just want to warn those out there. Two things. One is because of my life experiences, sometimes I'm overcome with something bad's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I'm just waiting for it. And then it, it 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 doesn't allow me to enjoy the moment. The you, joy you, of the moment. You ask my family yeah. and yeah, I preach to them every day. I send them a verse, I send them a saying something uh, i'll send them something yeah you know, if i if i see a car accident on tv all of a sudden i'm on there mm. please just be extra careful mm -hmm. driving don't take it for granted and and that can consume you and i've talked to guys that are in my situation widowers mm -hmm. basically and we kind of all struggle with that what's going to happen mm -hmm. that's going to take all this away instead of and practicing what I'm preaching and what I preach to the family is to live in the moment and enjoy that moment. And I just have sometimes a very difficult time of putting my preaching <laughs> into my own mind and trying to live that. That's my battles. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. I, I do want to recognize and people that have listened to you for a long time, and you know that I'm a big fan of the Bruce Hooley show. <laughs> Uh, you know I am you're doing yeah you're producing the I'm show actually now. You're I do gas and everything produce it I yeah. uh, remind calls me, you calls of, me during breaks with news <laughs> updates I I definitely appreciate that <laughs> I mean I I've realized that God has given me uh, an extra job in this a life burden <laughs> take it tell tell the people what it really is a burden across the fair that i just you know it's all about the service thing again and now oh, there's chris helping give, bruce give, uh, give 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 so but uh besides the fact that yes i am a show contributor to the answer at 98.9 i am a big fan of the bruce hooley show from five to seven on the answer 98.9 um 
Actually, your producer should have had some of that information that I gave you the other night. I'm going to have to My producer does many different jobs. I, I there. know. He has many hats okay. he's wearing. Okay. I, I'm not judging. No, nope, I'm not judging. Judge. I just get right. jealous of somebody. You're working with somebody else. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. By the way, you got to be out here by 10 before the Big Ten podcast starts. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I'm just talking about souls, saving souls. I was for kidding the you kingdom. because no, you I'm get just, jealous of me doing I'm other things. Say, oh, yeah. Okay. I just. <laughs> Thought maybe you didn't want us to save souls today. No, okay. I do want us to save every day. <laughs> so, but my whole point of all that is that just I wanted maybe if you get a chance, go back and listen to maybe I don't know if you have any tapes of when you were on Cleveland or when you were at 1460 or 971 or 105. Listen to your tone mm. back then and listen to your tone now. It's I just know you so well and have worked with you, you know, I don't know, when did we work together on and off for 15 15 years? years, 15 years. So I know you so well. So I just want you maybe to do that. But your growth during this COVID period or during this time of reflection that you had, it's just fascinates me. And you don't see it because you live with it every single day. Even Sherry doesn't see it. Because, I'm sure she does. She but does. She, but, yeah. she, but she also doesn't, it's not, a, like to me, it punches me right. in the face where, you know, it might be a subtle change yeah. for her. Yeah. It's just that I don't live with you every day, so I don't know. But your growth has just been remarkable in your tone and how you answer and your growth on Twitter and, and you know, just responding with facts and for for the most part, I think sometimes you yeah, I get I get outside the line sometimes, yeah, which you don't need to do to get your point across, mm-hmm. you know, because that takes away when you get personal, it takes away it takes from away the impact your yeah. argument. Yep, you it know? does. Yep. And I, and that's why I, but it, you're so much better than the. Well, you had a big part in that. Well, Bi- I mean, Bible reading, prayer, journaling, um, but there was adversity. A, but the other thing, there was a moment in your life this recently i think where you might have had this honest conversation with yourself what i'm doing it ain't right yeah. it's not what it's supposed to be yeah. what i feel is not where i'm supposed to be whether the anger the frustration the i'll show you i'm i'm a very smart man with a quick wit and wise with words <laughs> and you know i'll show you and you know and I don't want people out there to be afraid of being humbled. Sometimes, you know, it's scary to get humbled. It's unsettling to get humbled. But the growth that comes from humility uh, brings so much peace, in my opinion. Sherry shared a verse with me uh, one time that made an impression on me. And it was the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. And she's great at sharing a verse with what me. What verse is that? I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Can you just... Uh, yeah, let me look. Well, here. let me ask the uh, spiritual leader in this household. Sherry! Yeah. <laughs> she might be back in bed. I don't know. Um, I thought she'd be cleaning out the uh, facility up in Maslin. Is. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Uh, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Where is that? Uh, that is James 1, 
19 and 20. 19 and 20. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness so of God. That's one of my new all-time favorites. So, great job today, by the way. Great. Hey, you too. We covered a lot. We did. Great to see you. Thanks for coming an hour later so I could get a little bit of sleep. Appreciate Whatever. that. Whatever. Serve, give, give, give. Give, give, give. As long as you're happy. Wednesday we'll be back. So what we'll... happened to that humility talk we just had? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we give ourselves a little room to be our old selves with each other from time to time. We will be back Wednesday with another edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Everybody have a great day.